Welcome to the episode 2 of the Menstrual Cyclic Nature podcast. My name is Nadia Tobias and I'm going to be your host. We're going to keep on exploring the amazing world of menstrual knowledge. In our last episode, I was sharing with you some elementary alphabet of the menstrual cycle. Briefly, we've taken a peek into the world of hormones and biochemistry of menstrual cycle. Among other things, you've learned how exchange of hormones, their surges and sudden drops can affect you socially and in many other ways. I was trying to give a bigger picture, which shows why it is so important to understand menstrual cyclic nature and how you can benefit from having this kind of knowledge. The topic of this episode is redefining productivity, and it's even more deepening the knowledge of the menstrual cycle and bringing the puzzles together. You're going to discover more about cycle synchronization, or so-called cycle syncing, and have a short introduction into the cycle strategy and how different phases of a cycle can represent different seasons of the year and how each season has its own set of superpowers and dangers, as Maisie Hill, author of Period Power, would say. So, let's continue with our exploration. In the last episode, I've divided the menstrual cycle in two parts. First part is follicular phase and it covers a length of time from the first day of menstruation till the day of releasing the egg, or so-called ovulation. The second part is luteal phase and it includes time from ovulation till the beginning of the next menstruation. But we can divide the menstrual cycle also into four distinct phases and some people compare them with four seasons of the year. This way of looking at the menstrual cycle makes understanding easier since it illustrates the cycles in the nature with which we can easily relate to. So, if we describe the time of menstruation or bleeding as a first phase, the time between the menstruation and ovulation or so-called pre-ovulatory phase as a second phase, ovulation as a third phase, and time after the ovulation or so-called premenstrual time as a fourth phase, which of these phases would you connect to which seasons of the year? I'll give you a few seconds to think about. And add small hints, as that, that the time of menstruation is a time of resting, hibernation and recharge, and when the hormones collapse at their lowest level, that the pre-ovulatory phase is a time of curiosity, playfulness and slow awakening, that ovulation is a time of entering the state of flow, inner strength and flexibility, pleasure and productivity, and that finally the post-ovulatory or premenstrual phase is a time of a stronger gut feelings, critical eye, having a helicopter view, reviewing things and editing them. You got it. Menstruation or time when bleeding happens is winter time. Pre-ovulatory phase is springtime, ovulation is summer and post-ovulation is autumn. 
Now imagine that you try to live your life as if it's summer all the time. Okay, I bet some of us would really love that, but that's not the point. If we translate the season of summer into the language of the menstrual cycle, it will sound something like this. Okay, I'll do as much as I can, all the time. If I feel a lack of energy, I think I'll push a little bit more and try to maintain my performance on the highest level. I should be able to have new ideas, be playful and productive all day. It's important that I'm constantly raising my game, risking and exploring. Sounds familiar? Unfortunately, yes. I do say unfortunately, because we are missing so much from other seasons and are forcing a working spirit that is linear, goal-oriented and focused on the full performance at all times. This expectation is so invisible and commonplace that often we are not even aware of it being so accustomed to it. It's something that we are so used to and constantly surrounded with that when we are not being able to meet these expectations, we take blame and we think there must be something wrong with us. But common sense tells you something is off. Just think about it. If you are in autumn and winter acting the same way as you are in summer, you would gradually start to have some health issues. So, if you continue acting or pushing yourself to perform in a way you would during the ovulation or so-called summer, also through the other phases of the menstrual cycle, you start to get signals and warning signs. Your so-called autumn and winter are trying to communicate with you, first subtle and whispering, then they start to become noisier and more frequent until they don't start to scream at you as loud as they can. If instead of seeing all those signals and warnings as your allies, you start to ignore them or shut them down, they become the most annoying intruders. And before you know, they present themselves in their worst light. You start to experience difficulties such as headaches, chronic tiredness, insomnia, constipation and debilating pain before, during and after the menstruation. And you start to think some kind of disbalance is happening. Plus, all this feeds and strengthens your inner critic with the thoughts where you start to think and feel that there must be something wrong with you and if you try harder, things would work. And the vicious cycle continues. Now you probably ask yourself, how can I get out of it? Is there a way out? Yes, there is. And it starts with small steps. First of all, learning how to be aware of menstrual cycle in all its pride and glory and cultivating inner kindness can have a tremendous effect on self-esteem, your mental health and overall well-being. Cycle awareness also brings you and everybody around you the ability to develop healthy boundaries and confidence. There are many inspiring ways to create the menstrual map of your month. Tracking your cycle and synchronizing yourself according to the phase of the cycle you're in can make such a huge difference in your life. 
Each person with a menstrual cycle has, as Alisa Vitti, the author of book Woman Code, would say, its own code to crack. Our cycles vary between each other, and once you start cracking your own code, which means you start to get to know each seasons of your cycle more closely, knowing its length, moments of transition, what's happening when and how, all this can help you to have balanced month and you feel more in flow. In her new book, uh, she's also talking about how important it is to be aware of infradian clock and not just circadian one. Now you're probably thinking, what the hell is she talking about? Infradian what? So please let me explain. We all are operating on this single biological clock called circadian rhythm. Circadian word comes from the Latin word circa, which means around, and diem, which means day. And it's describing the solar cycle of one day. It belongs to the field within biology called chronobiology. And this rhythm governs our day so we can wake up when the sun rises and sleep when the nighttime falls. Circadian rhythm regulates our daily bodily processes, including digestion, body temperature, metabolism, sleep, elimination, and the production of the certain hormones. But people who menstruate and have menstrual cycle from puberty till menopause, so during their reproductive years, have second clock, and it ticks aside with the circadian rhythm. It's called infradian rhythm. As you already probably guess, infradian rhythm is tied to the monthly menstrual cycle, which includes four distinct phases, follicular, ovulatory, luteal, and menstrual. And infradian rhythm is there since always, but we just didn't name it and didn't talk about it. Your infradian clock influences your brain chemistry and physiology, providing you with unique gifts and strengths at different times of the month. Infradian clock and circadian clock are tightly linked. Now let's come back to the working environment. Corporate environment is envisioned on the male hormone pattern, and that's a 24-hour cycle. Or circadian rhythm. But as you could notice, that doesn't work really well for people who are experiencing different cycle phases. But now, once you know where you are in a cycle and are having that precious self-awareness of your infradian rhythm, you actually can change what you're working on plan, schedule differently, and then optimize your performance for long runs. When you start to get to know your infradian clock better, you stop trying to do everything asked of you at all times, you stop going as hard as you can, as long as you can, and then crash. You stop applying the rules of circadian rhythm to your infradian clock. Instead, you rearrange your time and energy in synchronization of your infradian rhythm based on the amount of the days how long your menstrual cycle is. As we said in the last episode, it can be 28 days long, but it can also be longer or shorter than that. So let's try to see how this works in a real life. 
For example, if you have to have a presentation and it's your bleeding week, and you would rather do it while ovulating, but in your schedule it turned out to be on your bleeding week, and you still have to do it. But since you're taking care of your infradian clock, and you're tracking your cycle all through the whole month, you're not going to have that huge energy crash and brain fog that many women experience during their menstrual phase. Remember, you can do anything while bleeding. That's not a problem. It's more about how your energy is managed throughout the month, which will determine whether or not you'll suddenly fall off a cliff in the terms of energy. When you intentionally and strategically support the four phases of your cycle, instead of simply pushing through your agenda each day, you'll be gaining energy rather than draining it. And even more important, imagine your working environment as a safe place in terms of menstrual health. It's an organization with high awareness of the menstrual cyclic nature. Here, this topic is not a taboo. And it's not only addressing the topic, but it's actually embracing the cultural aspects of the cyclic nature. Imagine working environment where you can get menstrual leaves when needed, and where in your team tasks are distributed in a way that they are taking into consideration menstrual health. I do believe that creating a support system for people who menstruate is a future of work that is inclusive, and that making a new cultural narrative that includes menstrual health leads us towards a larger transformation. Optimizing your own performances in combination with having an educated and emancipated group that surrounds you and that you can trust can change the way we experience productivity on a larger scale. In next episode, I'm going to talk about tips and tricks that can help you and those around you understanding how these intricate processes of menstrual cycle works and how this knowledge can improve your life in so many levels. Stay tuned and see you soon in exploring together the amazing world of menstrual cyclic nature.